Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. Name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good morning, everyone. How are you today? Good morning. 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 You alive? You awake? Summertime. You should be ready for fun. Recently, we, you know, sports is something big. And recently, we finished the NBA Finals, and we know who won that. And 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 when sports, it's amazing. Like you've never seen so many people excited about. Who wins the championship? In the World Cup, the whole world goes crazy. We, we even celebrated here in the church at the end after, after Sunday school. If it's a World Series, if it's World Cup, if it's the NBA Finals, if it's a U.S. Tennis Open or golf or any sports, we can see that at the end, the goal is the championship. And people dream about winning since you're a small kid to win a championship, to be the best in any sport. So there's a story, a true story about a man who also wanted to win and had a dream to win a gold medal since he was a young boy. This is a true story. And this young boy grew up, you know, his, his, his sport or his, uh, what he focused on was running. And since he was a young boy, he would run and run and run. And he, would, he was the fastest runner in his class. He was, like, he would always dream that one day he would go to Olympics and win a gold medal. And after, year after year, he was the best runner in the world. And now time for the Olympics to come. Time for Olympics to come and they're putting the schedule for when it's his turn to run his race. He doesn't run all the races, he runs what he's good at. You know, sometimes there's long distance, there's short distance, all that stuff. So his race was scheduled on Sunday. And he told the people that he's not running the race. And he said, no, 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 it's just one race. You can, you know, no, Sunday is a day for the Lord. Everyone tried to convince him, just run the race on Sunday, win the gold medal, and you've been dreaming about this since you were a little kid. You're the best in the world. You got to run the race. Now, that's a hard one. I don't know if you, what would you do in that situation? Now, be honest, what would you do if you're the best in the world and your race is on Sunday and you're going to win the gold medal with no doubt? And this is a true story, what he did next. And as you can guess, what he did next is he decided he is not running the race on Sunday. He said, you can change the race. They said, we can't change the race. It's scheduled. Everyone's, that's it. So someone had a great idea and told him, it's okay. Your race is on Sunday, but there's a different race on a different day of the week. You're not really good at that race because you're, you're, you're trained to run a certain way for a certain race, like if it's short distance or long distance. So they told him, okay, run this other race instead. You're probably not going to win the, any medal, but run it anyway. Is it okay? I'll run it. And of course, you know what happened. He ran the race, and unexpectedly that race, he won the gold medal. And his dream of winning a gold medal since he was a kid was accomplished. Now that's a tough thing. To choose not to do his dream. It comes once in a lifetime. It came on Sunday. He said, no, Sunday is the day of the Lord. That's the day I worship. That's, there's no way I'm going to compromise that. 
And if it was you and maybe me and all of us, we'd say, well, what's the big deal? You know, it's just Sunday, you can, you can find another time. But he said, no, he held to his values and he said, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I don't care what everybody else does. I'm going to stay with my values. He didn't compromise and he won. And that's what I want you to say. He didn't compromise. He didn't adapt. But he won. And that's the battle you and me face every day. All of you, including me, we face outside. Is the pressure to be like somebody else. Or to do something that people say should be done. And we have to uphold our life and values before God. And I think we have pressure every day to compromise. To change. To be like, to, to be not a Christian. But he didn't compromise. He didn't fall to the pressure. And he won. I feel one of the biggest attacks that you face and I face as a Christian is the attack to be normal. The attack to be like everybody else. That's the attack you have. You're going to be... We've been saying this since the beginning of time. We've been influenced. I didn't mean to do that, but I was influenced. People were trying to influence this Olympic runner, but he did not. He didn't budge. I like that spirit. I like that spirit that he wouldn't budge or he wouldn't move. He would stand on what he believed in and he still won. So here's the question that comes up for you and for me here today. How do I overcome the pressure outside to be normal? How do I win as a Christian? It's so hard. And today in the readings, we'll talk about how to do that. And actually, it's clear in the gospel today. I don't know if you paid attention to the gospel of Matthew just now. At the end, it said something about the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And it said later on, by your words, you'll be judged. So it's clear that our words should be different as Christians. Because whatever is inside of you will come out. If you're angry, it's going to come out in shouting. If you're, if you're peaceful and calm and there's spiritual life inside, then you'll come out in a different way. Today, in the gospel, it, it gears in on the words. How do you speak? How do you speak to your family? How do you speak to your friends? How do you speak to your coworkers or classmates or whatever? But there's a sense that we should be different as Christians. Look, the Bible is clear. We're not going to be like everybody else. You guys can fill in the blank. The last will be what? Fill in with me. The last will be first. Makes no sense out there because you'll never be last. You want to be first. So already, living a Christian life is upside down. It's backwards. We know that outside you love your neighbor and love your friends. But what does God say? Love your, in addition to that, love your enemies. Doesn't make sense. It's upside down. It's backwards. But that's the Christian life. To be holy to be separate, not just to receive, but to what? It's more blessed to what? To give. So that's again, it's upside down, it's backwards. See, you see how this is going. This is the same as Olympic runner. It doesn't make sense, but we're going to do it anyway. Even there's a part in the gospel where it says, when you lose your life for the Lord, then you'll save it. But if you try to save your life, you will lose it. What does that mean, lose your life? Why do I have to lose my life? Why do I have to sacrifice? This is, this is what I want to say. Normal is scary. Let me say that again. Normal, that we want, that we try to be, it's actually scary. If I want to be normal, 
then I'm in trouble. If you try to be normal, and all your life people said you have to be normal. I'm actually telling you the opposite. Don't be normal. Be unique. Stand out. Because that's what, that, what we have to kind of stand strong. So if you know what you believe in and you know what you stand for, so when things come, you're going to stand strong. But if you're kind of like, oh, it's not a big deal. That big deal, not a big deal, is the, is the scariest statement you can ever say. Oh, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Just run the race on Sunday. What's the big deal? You got something on Sunday. You're busy this Sunday. What's the big deal? So you got to learn how to be upside down, backwards, to, to live in this life. Now, who did that? You can see it clearly in our Lord Jesus Christ as an example. I said to you early, He said in Matthew 5.44, and you, we just talked about this. I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. What? Do good to those who hate you. Never. <laughs> right? And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Our Lord Jesus Christ said with His own mouth, to bless those who curse you. To do good to those who hate you. And to pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Can you do that? Can you do that honestly? Like, by the way, what I'm saying today is so we can bring it before God in the altar today. I can't do that. God, I can't live upside down. I can't live different like that. I can't. It's just too hard for me and it's too hard for you. So if you don't like what our Lord said, let's look at St. Paul, a man like us. Let's see what he's... Let's, today's reading... From 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Listen to what he said in today's reading. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. You get hurt this way, you love this way. What? You get, someone gives you a hard time, someone like does something bad to you, somebody talked about you, somebody, whatever. And what do we do back? We love, we entreat. It doesn't make sense. My favorite one of the readings today, and I want you to turn to this one together. Let's open to Acts chapter 17. My favorite today, opposite, not normal, upside down. Acts chapter 17. My favorite part of the reading today. Turn with me. Acts chapter 17, verse 5. The reason I want you to turn there is because I want you to see clear with your own eyes. Acts chapter 17, verse 5 up to 7. Listen to this. So, so far today, what is the focus? To live backwards. To live opposite. To live upside down from the world. Okay? Let's listen to Acts chapter 17, verse 5 up to 7. But the Jews who were not persuaded, becoming envious, took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathered a mob. So there's a Jews are gathering a mob. Set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason. Whose house was it? The house of? Jason. I'm just asking you to see if you're paying attention. The house of? So they're at the house of Jason. And what's outside his house? A mob. Okay, there's a mob outside the house of Jason. What are they doing? And they sought to bring them out to the people. But when they didn't find them, they dragged Jason. They couldn't find St. Paul. They couldn't find Silas. They couldn't find certain people. They took Jason out of the house. They dragged him out of the house. And some of the other brethren. And brought him to the rulers, crying out, saying, These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Jason has harbored them. And these are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king, Jesus. So they went in, they grabbed Jason, they grabbed the people in his house, they dragged him out, and they said, look guys, these people are turning the world upside down, and they have another king, his, his name is Jesus. Now that looks like a bad thing. It looks like a terrible thing. 
It looks like this is a... But the, what they said is my favorite part. These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. That's what I want for us. That's what I want for this church. I want us to turn the world upside down. Not like in a physical way we're going to go and battle people. I'm saying that if you live upside down, if you live opposite of the world, if you live like Christ, end the story, live like Him, that you hold your values, that you don't compromise, that you don't give in, you don't say what's the big deal, that you stand strong, guess what happens? You can turn the world upside down. That's what I pray for for us. No, it's not going to be easy. Who said it was going to be easy? I didn't tell you it was going to be easy. But everybody outside is saying one thing. And we have to make a decision. Am I going to join? Or am I going to be a light? Am I going to stand strong? Or am I going to fold to the pressure? There's a friend of mine from Zambia. Who's telling me a story about his life. He said. Abuna. It's been a long time since I had a good job. And. And good money to support my family. And he was offered a job with lots of money and benefits. But it was in a, a place where there is no church. It's a true story. So in, the, in my heart, I'm going to be honest with you. He was saying, Abuna, what should I do? On one hand, I was looking at him and I'm saying, this guy's been hurting, struggling financially for so long. I wanted, I wanted to tell him, take the job. That was what I wanted to tell him. I said, take the job. I know there's, I was thinking to myself, there's no church, but there'll be some way we can get him to know God and we'll like follow up with his spiritual life. And that's what was in my heart. But I didn't say what I thought. So I asked him the question back. As priests do, when you ask a question, we ask a question back. So you want an answer, I'm going to give you a question. He, so he said, what should I do? And I said, what do you want to do? <laughs> so I put the question back on him. I really wanted to tell him, take the job. Your family needs it. Go for it. But he said to me, I'll never forget this. He said, I can't take the job. I need the job, but I can't take the job. I need Christ more. I need Christ more. I don't want to lose him. If I take this job, I won't be surrounded by a good environment, a good community. I won't, yes, I'll have money, but I won't have him. So I'm telling you, in Zambia, it's hard to find a job. He said no to the job. Because he wanted to say yes to living a life with Christ. That one touched me for a long time. I'm telling you guys, there's people around the world would say no to a job. And they're desperate for a job. And they're desperate for money. But they can't compromise. They can't compromise to lose a church. And that's kind of the spirit of Jason, who's in the book of Acts. That's the spirit of St. Paul. That's the spirit of the followers of Christ. You're a follower just like me. We, we have to make tough decisions. Look, you know in the Old Testament, you know the story very well. Joseph in the Old Testament, a beautiful lady came to him and said, I want to have a relationship with you. And he said, no way. I'm not going to sin against my God. And he ran away. Most people, when a beautiful lady comes to them, oh, well, it's just one time. What's the big deal? She's beautiful. No, he ran away. It's clear that the people who follow God live differently. Daniel chapter 1. You know the story very well. Daniel and the three youths, were offered to eat from the king's table. The king's table full of food. I'm telling you, the best food and the best whatever. And Daniel and the three, you said, no, we'll just take some vegetables. But there's like chicken and there's meat and there's this full of... Say, no, no, it's okay, we're, we're fasting. If you were fasting and you went to someone's house who offered you a big spread and they did, 
Would you say, I'll take vegetables? What would you do? Can you hold strong or you just fold? I, I don't know. I'm not, this is not a judgment. This is a, a question. How hard will we stand strong against sin? Joseph, Daniel. And if you remember a few chapters later in chapter 3, the three youth were asked to bow down before a big statue, an idol. And they said, hey, when the music comes on, the music comes on, bow down. Everyone got it? We got it. The whole place bowed down except those three youth. They didn't bow down. I'm not going to bow down. And they were thrown in the fire. You know the rest of the story. But God was with them anyway. What I'm saying to you is it's hard, but God is with us. I didn't say it was going to be easy to live differently, to live upside down. You want to turn the world upside down and turn it to the right side up? Then we're going to have to live differently. If we're not living unique, then how are we supposed to impact the world? It's up to us. I think they should be influenced by us, not us to be influenced by, by them. You know all the stories of the Bible. You know the, the one that cracks me up, and the one that makes me laugh the most in the Old Testament, I'm going to stick with the book of Daniel, was Daniel himself in chapter 6. Here's the story. They told Daniel and everybody, hey, for 30 days, whoever prays to their God and not our God will be thrown in the lion's den. What did Daniel do? This is my, the favorite part of the book of Daniel. Daniel says, okay, if we pray and they catch us, we're going to be thrown in the lion's den. What did Daniel do? Who remembers? What did he do? But now he didn't just pray. He did what? I heard Yeah. He's like, he's like I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pray in secret. I'm going to open the window and I'm going to stand in there and I'm going to be praying three times a day and I want everybody to see me. Would you do that? If you know you're going to be killed? You would, me, you would be able to do what? I'm going to pray, but I'm going to pray secret and like hidden. He said, no, 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 no. The reason is, he knew what his God would do. He knew that he has to be a light to people. And by the way, every time Daniel and the youth, the three youth did something, it changed the king. It changed the people around them. They turned the world upside down. Joseph, if you follow his story, he turned the world upside down. He saved the world, actually. The same with the disciples. Same with us. This is what God is calling us to do. To live differently and turn the world upside down. Now, for teens and youth, I'm talking to teens and youth right now. Just stay with me and forgive me. Look, I know right now when you're a teen or you're a youth, boys and relationships and dating and girls, they're so cute and boys are so cute. I know, I know, I know that's what you're facing. We, by the way, all of us who are adults and parents, we used to do the same thing. We used to say, oh, how cute and how whatever. But look, be different. You don't have to, you don't have to act on it. You don't have to be like everybody else. You don't have to be influenced by those around. Oh, there's a party and okay, they have some drinking. It's okay. It's not a, I'm not going to drink. But it's, no, we got to be different. We got to live upside down. We're tempted to watch things not good for us. We're tempted to say words. That are not good. Like curse words. We're tempted just to be like everybody else. I'm saying no. Stand strong for who you are. You're a follower of Christ. You belong to Him. Stand strong and be different. Normal is scary. Different. Unique. Alike. That's what we want. We're afraid to live upside down. We're afraid to give up certain movies that are not good. 
By the way, we're afraid of this one the most. We're afraid to give up social media and using my phone and all those things. We're afraid to lose the phone. Maybe the phone needs to rest a little bit. So, Jason and St. Paul and Silas and all the followers, they turned the world upside down because they lived upside down, backwards. And that's okay. It took me a long time, to be honest with you. It took me a long time as I was starting my life with God. It took me a long time to be comfortable to be me. Be comfortable to be you. Be you. Be a follower of Christ. Wherever you go, speak like Christ would. Act like He would. And don't be worried what people say. I promise you one thing. Those people outside need you. Those people outside want to be like you. You don't have to be like them. They want to be like you. Because what you have is precious. They turned the world upside down and the right side up. Don't forget those words. These who have turned the world upside down are right here. Christ, St. Paul, Jason, Daniel, through you, Joseph. Go be you. Go be unique. Go live upside down. The guy in the beginning of the story said, I'm not going to do it on Sunday. The friend in Zambia said, I'm not going to work in a place away from the church. I don't know what... People are asking you to do or what influence around you. But stay holding on to God no matter what. It's Him, number one. Everything else is after. He is your priority. Let's pray to live upside down. Pray for one another. Let's pray before the altar today. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.